Well, good morning, church. And good morning, church, to all of those of you watching online. We, we don't want to discount where you are and what you're doing. Thank you for joining us uh, on the live stream. Man, I've been waiting to say that to a room that actually has people in it. Uh, you know that we've recorded for a long, long time, and I would say, good morning, church, and there'd be a camera in my face and nobody in here. And uh, Man, what a, what a time to be in here. The day after 4th of July, did anybody celebrate yesterday? Anybody do some celebrating? I know that we did some celebrating. Uh, we, I bought way too many fireworks, but we had a really great time. And we went out and we, we put them in uh, the driveway and we watched all the fireworks go off and there was lots of color in the sky. I mean, we know how to celebrate, don't we? I mean, it's a, it's a ritual that we go through every single year. It's an annual time of celebration. As a country, we come together, we light fireworks, we, we eat hot dogs, we go to parades, right? Are you with me on this? That's what we do. We know how to go about celebration. We get together, and, and you probably have many ways in which you celebrate. I mean, you probably celebrate at graduations and weddings and at new births of babies and maybe a big business deal or, or a, a, a maybe a life change or a turning point. I mean, we know how to do celebration, don't we? I mean, we go out into the driveway and light off a bunch of fireworks and we call that a celebration. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking about what you and I do to celebrate God. I mean, what is it that you and I can do on a regular basis uh, to create a ritual and a routine, a pattern in our life that celebrates who God is? That looks to the goodness of God and says, I want to praise God. I want to give rejoicing to who God is and all that He has done. If God were here and He were giving this message directly, uh, what would He say uh, that we can do to celebrate Him? You see, we've been going through this series, Holy Habits, and one of the holy habits that I hope to ingrain in us this morning is this idea, is this habit, is this pattern of life, uh, is establishing a stepping stone toward maturity so that God can begin to change us, is this idea that we can celebrate who God is. And we can just, uh, we can celebrate daily. We can celebrate routinely. Uh, we can celebrate every bit as much on a regular basis as a pattern to our life, as a habit of maturing in who God is and all that He has done, every bit as much as I celebrated yesterday with my children on the, in the driveway. We can celebrate like that. And we can begin to answer these good questions about how we go about uh, acting uh, like we want to praise and rejoice and celebrate the person of God. You know, the, the Israelites are actually going to help us answer these questions. This is a group of people that knew all about celebration. In fact, this is a group of people who annually would get together and they knew how to celebrate the goodness of God. I mean, if you look throughout the Old Testament, uh, the Israelites, this nation of people that God had blessed, um, this nation uh, 
they go about deciding that they are going to have regular feasts and festivals. And, and, and you know the, the center of all of that? The center of all of that is God and His goodness. They, they celebrate in particular, uh, Jed mentioned it earlier, they're going to celebrate a festival of Passover. And this whole idea of Passover, you probably remember the story from Exodus, but, but God delivered His people from slavery so that they might be able to go and worship Him freely. And He made all the things happen. At the tenth plague, all the, people, all, all the firstborn die that don't have the blood of the Lamb uh, dripping down their, their doorposts. And God uses this to deliver His people. And it becomes the primary redemptive event for all of Israel, even to this very day. And as they would celebrate God, as they would come to this festival, they would, they would recite the Hallel Psalms. Everybody say Hallel. You guys are smarter already, I can tell. The Hallel Psalms are Psalms 113 to 118, give or take. And the Hallel Psalms are Psalms of Hallelujah or Psalms of Praise. And before the Passover would happen, before this annual festival would take place, where God's people would live in constant celebration of who God is, they would recite these psalms. These psalms of praise. These psalms of celebration. And they were to really be uh, this resuscitation of inward maturity, uh, this inward kind of devotion to say, we still believe, we still praise, we still rejoice, we still celebrate in who God is. And so it, it was their moment of like fist pumping to heaven, right? It was like, yeah, God, okay? It was that kind of moment. If you need to do that at any moment today, I know that you don't have your horns anymore, so you can just be like, yeah, God, okay? You can do that, all right? Or, or, or it's, it's like their opportunity to dance before the Lord, right? It was their opportunity to like click their heels together and be like, God is awesome, we want to rejoice in who God is and all that He has done. I mean, it was their victory lap with God. It was their singing songs of praises to who God is and all that He had done. And so that you and I, so that you and I can learn what it's like to celebrate in a routine. So that you and I can enjoy the celebration so that you and I can come and, and join with God in what He expects of us and rejoicing and praising with Him, we're going to look at some of those Hallel songs, psalms, some of those psalms of hallelujah to the Lord this morning. See, what we're going to see this morning in these Hallel psalms is we're going to find the heartbeat. We're going to find the heartbeat of our celebration. We're going to go to the core of why it is that we praise God. We're going to see clearly why it is that we can rejoice with God and that we can make that a habit. And when we do, 
When we see clearly the reasons why we praise, uh, when we find the heartbeat of our celebration, when we go into the core of why we rejoice and we praise God, when we get there, then we can celebrate. Then we can know the ways in which we can go about celebrating who God is and all that He has done. So if you want to join me in celebration, and I hope you do because this is our first week back and it's the day after uh, Independence Day, I'm hoping that you have a Bible and that you will open it to Psalm 113. Psalm 113. Psalm's about in the middle of the Bible. And go to 113, Psalm 113. The core of our celebration is the person of God and His activity. The heartbeat of our praise and our rejoicing is who God is and what God does. The reason that we can see clearly, the reason for our rejoicing, for our fist pumping, for our victory laps with God, is because He's God. Because God is. And because God does. Join me, would you? Go to Psalm 113 and let's read together. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord, you His servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all the nations. His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? The, <clears throat> the One who sits enthroned on high. Who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth. Oh, what a wonderful question there, that last one, isn't it? In verse 5 and 6 that begins in verse 5. Who is like the Lord our God? And the answer, you know, it's rhetorical, isn't it? The answer is... No one! No one is like God. And because no one is like Him, because His, His glory is from sea to shining sea, because uh, His glory and His praise is due Him uh, at the rising and the setting of the sun, no matter where the sun happens to be in the world, we can say confidently uh, that we celebrate. Why? Because of who God is. And because of His activity. Uh, notice the, how uh, the psalmist follows up the acclamation of this rhetorical question that says nobody is like God in verse 7. It's God's activity. His presence with His people. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. In verse 8, He seats them, the poor and the needy, with princes, with the princes of His people. Verse 9, He settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord! Do you hear it? It's a celebration. 
It's a celebration before the celebration that's really meant to say, do you see who God is? I mean, who can touch the Lord Almighty? No one! No one can touch Him. Uh, No one is most worthy of Him. No one reigns like God reigns. And so when you and I come to the Scriptures and we're asking good questions about how to have this habit of, of, uh, of celebration, of praise, of rejoicing, it begins with our acknowledgement of who God is and all that God does. His person and His activity. If you're not yet convinced, follow me into Psalm 114. God's people had been delivered from Egypt. It's the primary redemptive event. And listen listen to how they, they love and honor and cherish and praise and rejoice God's character. Why was it, see, that you fled? Why, Jordan, did you turn back? Why, mountains, did you leap like rams, you hills like lambs? Tremble, earth, at the presence of the Lord and the presence of the God of Jacob who turned the rock into a pool, the hard rock into springs of water. Do you hear it? Only God can do those things. God is worthy. It's His presence and His activity in the lives of His people. Uh, He is active and moving. And because He does, we can celebrate Him. We can say, praise the Lord. And we're not done. Flip over a page or so and go into Psalm 116. Go over into Psalm 116, verse 1. I love the Lord, for He heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Oftentimes in the Psalms, uh, the psalmist will parallel lines so that we understand what he's saying. He heard my voice. He heard my cry. Because He turned His ear to me, I will call on Him as long as I live. Thank you, Lord. Go down to verse 6. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, He saved me. Verse 8, For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Praise the Lord. We celebrate because of who God is and all that He has done. The core, the heartbeat of our celebration, of our praise, is God Himself and His activity in our life. Uh, So church, if you were to write your own Hallel Psalm, if you were to write your own Psalm of praise, if you were to write your own song of celebration this morning, what would it say? Would you... uh, Look back and recognize and remember the things that God has done for you. I was thinking about those words in Psalm 116. When I was brought low, He saved me. I was thinking of that this week as I I talked in very frank terms and transparency with a really good friend of mine. And we were practicing that that hard thing of confession. We were confessing our sins to one another as brothers in Christ. And He reminded me 
that I had been forgiven. Even though there had been shame, he was saying, you recognize that God has forgiven you, don't you? And perhaps you came this morning and there's something in your past and some sinful peace or, or some shameful thing that you feel like uh, that you are trudging through life just dragging along. And can I tell you, church, that if you have believed in Jesus, if you recognize that it's through Jesus that you uh, gain righteousness, not of yourself, but of Him, and you, you recognize who He is and what He's done for you, then you can celebrate in the fact that you have been forgiven. You've been brought low, but He saved you. Can we praise that? Uh, let's honk our horns on that. Let's dance for that. Let's, let's say to God, I'm going to rejoice in that. I'm going to fist pump God on that. Yes, Lord, You have forgiven me. I have been saved because of You. And I'm going to celebrate and live in praise. I'm going to make this a routine of my life. Lord, thank You. I'm going to praise Your name for You have forgiven me. I know that's at least one of the things that I'm going to put in my Hallel song. And perhaps your Hallel song is going to be a little bit different. Maybe you're going to say, yeah, I know about the forgiveness, but you know, there have been answered prayers in my life recently, and God continues to answer prayers in ways that I couldn't begin to imagine. And you begin to put that in your Hallel Psalm and go, I know that He is at work in my life because I recognize the kinds of prayers uh, and the answers that He's giving. Maybe it is that there's a daily bread. God's provision for you has been so acute recently and you're going, oh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I couldn't possibly imagine that the kind of provision that would happen would happen and God is doing something and He is active with me in ways I couldn't begin to imagine. And I recognize that and I'm going to put that in my Hallel Psalm. I'm going to celebrate who God is and all that God has done. And we begin to do this all the time in the songs that we sing, right? I mean, I was thinking of, uh, as I prepared this message over the last several weeks, I kept singing the song, Celebrate Jesus, celebrate, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh. And I thought, I thought <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, but... The, that's what I was singing in my head. I was kind of dancing around like, He's risen. Praise the Lord. And I thought of old hymns that I grew up with. Like when I was sinking deep in sin, far from the faithful shore, peaceful shore, sorry. And, and the picture is, of someone drowning and God comes and picks me up. And I thought, oh man, those words resonate with me at times. And I'm praising the Lord. What will be in your celebration song? You see, if you want to know the core, if you want to know the heartbeat, if you want to know the reason that you clearly need to celebrate on a routine basis in a pattern of your life, you need to know who God is. If your life is without that kind of celebration, can I invite you to know who God is? Because if you don't have that kind of celebration, you can. 
But it only comes if you're willing to know Jesus. Celebrate because of who God is and all God does. And when we get there, when we begin to recognize who God is and all that He's done, when we recognize His person and activity, guess what? Then we can actually begin to act on our celebration. You see, celebration as a routine, as a habit of our life, is like riding on a roller coaster. Anybody been on a roller coaster? It's like one of those, those big roller coasters. You know, you're sitting in the car, and, and the chain's going, ching, 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 ching. And, you, and, and just about that time, you think, oh, oh, no. I shouldn't be on here. But you just hear the ching, 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 ching. Now, here's the thing. You know that after that, the celebration's going to come. But you have to get to the top of the hill first. If you're going to begin to act and celebrate throughout life and enjoy the rest of the ride, you got to get to the top of the hill where your life recognizes who God is and all that He's done. And then, when you do that, you can actually begin to celebrate. But not before. If you come and raise your hands and worship, but you haven't recognized who God is, it's all in vain because you're not really celebrating Him. You're celebrating maybe more of you and your service of celebration. So don't get the car ahead of the horse. You've got to climb the hill before you're really ready to celebrate. But when you get there, when you recognize His person and His activity, when that praise and that rejoicing begins to happen in your life because of who He is and all He's done, oh, oh, it, it, it's where the fun starts. Back in those Hillel Psalms in Psalm 116, verse 12, I love this. Verse 12 and 116. What shall I return to the Lord for all of His goodness to me? Isn't that a great question? What shall I return to the Lord for all of His goodness to me? What shall I give Him? And there's a beautiful answer. And it focuses our celebration. Recognizing who God is and His activity fuels the activity of my regular habit of celebration. Verse 13, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all of His people. I'm going to chant God's name. I'm going to make sure that people know. I'm going to, I'm going to hold up the cup of my salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Yes! Hey, this is fist pump time. This is dance before the Lord time. This is victory lap time. This is heartbeat kind of stuff, gang. And God, through His Word, is beginning to try and shape us and say, hey, is God's activity going to find itself rooted in your heart and in your life in an inward fashion that you would begin to praise and celebrate what God has done in you? So what are we going to do? How are we going to celebrate? 
I thought of some ways that we could begin to celebrate. You know, when we begin to recognize who God is and all that He has done, uh, we stop thinking about uh, all that I have done and all that I know. And when that happens, then we take ourselves a little less seriously. you got to laugh at yourself once in a while. Now, I don't know about you, but I tend to think that I'm right, especially when it comes to my 13-year-old daughter, Lydia. So last summer, or the summer before, I don't remember, she had gone to this camp. And she's like, Dad, 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 we learned about this barred owl. I, I got spotted a barred owl. And I was like, there's no such thing as a barred owl. Nobody's ever heard of that. Whatever. I said, maybe a barn owl. And she goes, no. No, I know what I'm talking about. I was like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Now, I'm not a foul expert, but I, I just act like, acted in that moment like I was. So, you know, she went to the expert, Google, <laughs> and she looked it up, and she took her mother's phone, and she shoved it in my face. Ha! Barred owl! You know what? We still laugh about that. I laugh at that when I think about it like, Mike, you're ridiculous sometimes. Can you laugh at yourself? When God becomes bigger than you are, you can laugh at yourself. But if you're bigger than your God, you'll take yourself way too seriously. Maybe you'll begin to celebrate by, by celebrating what God has done in other people, which requires humility. You begin to look at other people and go, man, I am so glad that those people are gifted in those ways. I think of my family. Our son, Simon, he's seven years old now. You know what? Simon has this ability to make people laugh. Like, Simon can be in serious trouble serious trouble like I mean you are definitely getting it and he has this charm and this way about him to make you laugh even when he's in trouble and he does that all the time and it just flows out of him I'm like you are such a joy my son my daughter I love how she comes downstairs once in a while and she says dad I've written this whole book you want to read it I'm like, a whole book? Yeah, it's got chapters and everything. Listen to it. And I'm thinking, wow. And I begin to see a pattern of writing in her life. And I'm like, wow. I want to call that out. I want to recognize that. I look at my bride. She's so organized. If, if you need efficiency, go talk to Joe Lynn. Because she will make you efficient. And I love that about her. But you know what? You have to allow God to be big enough to celebrate the lives of other people. Because if you're not living in humility and submission to who God is, you're not going to be able to celebrate other people because you're going to be too worried about celebrating yourself. So will you celebrate with other people? 
And gang, there is a million and one ways that we can begin to praise God. We can praise God in song, can't we? We can praise God by dancing. We can praise God in our skiing. We can praise God by lighting off fireworks. Uh, we can praise God by, uh, by organizing a meal. We can praise God by uh, giving, giving a letter or a card or a note or a gift. I mean, there is a million and one ways that you can begin to praise God and recognize who He is and all that He has done. So here's my challenge for you. Will you this week just find one, find one, find one way that you will demonstrate praise to God because of who He is and all He's done? Will you find one way to celebrate the heartbeat of who God is? Will you find one way to core yourself in celebration? And then make it a habit. Maybe do that same thing every day. Let's pray. God, we love you and we thank you so much for who you are and all that you do. We recognize you. We praise you. We rejoice with you. We dance in victory with you. And Lord, we, we thank you for your presence with us. And we, we pray that we can habitually, routinely, regularly have a pattern that celebrates you. We love you. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen.